Hello and welcome to the third way. The third way is a podcast all about exploring the worlds of the mind, art and how people function together. In this episode, we have a special conversation about telling a new story. Young King is a neo-expression of what the true responsibility of an artist is. It is poetry printed on music and elevated by film. This work of art reinstates the original identity of a black man. dedicated to my newfound nephews and my brothers and my friend's sons whose skin shimmers golden in the sun and all the uncles, friends and all our fathers and all the ones who didn't make it. We love you, we honor you and we see you. Young King, I see you. I see the wonder and the expectation in your eyes, like the world is your oyster, like anything is possible, like all the potential on the inside of you is just waiting to be called forth and nurtured, brought out. Young King, I see you. I see the horror in your eyes when You first hear the story of a black boy harassed, a black boy overlooked, a black boy bullied, and a black boy hurt, a black boy shot. I hear the questions raging through your mind, the doubt beginning to creep into your soul, clutching your heart. I see the cloud that sneaks its way into your heart when you look around and you see the lack of care and opportunity for boys like you. How could your life ever look any different? Why would your life ever look any different? Young King, I see you. So we have a couple of exciting guests. We do. As well as Jess, <laughs> <laughs> who was already here. I'm kind of the guest yeah. but in this one, but I'm not. Yeah. So I'm nice. letting Cephas to the top. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah, we've got um, yeah Jess with us, who's kind of, you know, the, you know uh, me. the co-XYZ of the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing good. It's a, it's a very weird day today, which right. I'm sure we'll get into. Amazing. Um, but I'm doing good. It's exciting times we're living in. Yeah. And sure. what, what are you drinking there? <laughs> I'm drinking Prosecco. Nice. Um, it's the first of many today. Oh, lovely. Right. I have determined because today is a celebration. Come on. <laughs> choose, choose to celebrate. And then to my left, we have Josh McKenzie. Hey, how you doing? Doing well, Josh. How are you? I'm great. I feel good. Brilliant. Prosecco, coffee. <laughs> Prosecco and coffee. And, and lots of vibes. Yeah, Amazing. man. Yeah. I'm doing well. So, Josh, tell us a tiny bit about yourself. Uh, a tiny bit about myself. Yep. Uh, I'm 
a musician, producer, songwriter. Amazing. Um, I am a husband, <laughs> a father. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to laugh, Josh. It no, that's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I laugh at that all the time, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a husband, mm-hmm. a father, and a grandfather. And um, Come on. yeah, I'm loving life. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything in particular about your music we should know? Uh, anything in particular about my music that you should know is that we are on the way up. Ooh, child. That's, that's real. That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what you facts. need to know. That's, yeah. that's, that's real facts. We're on the way up. Come on. Come on. Um, I am trying to be a lot more intentional mm-hmm. about what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the messaging that I put out there, mm. what I want to be associated with, because... Um, Outside of having a responsibility in my home, which is like my greatest responsibility, um, I feel like I've got a responsibility as a music producer, influencer, mm. whatever you mm. want to call it. Mm. Ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I just feel like I've got a responsibility to deliver something to mm-hmm. younger people that are coming up. Yeah. Um, and my main thing about it is I can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So you fill the blanks, mm. but I can do this. Right. And there's no, well, maybe I might be able to, or no, 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 no. All of that needs to cut out. Mm. You know what I mean? I really want to, and I want to be an uh, advocate, I think that's the right word, yep. to like to the younger generation of my country that I live in, which is England, mm. and letting them know, no, 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 come on. Mm. Yeah. Go forward, push, 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 push. Nice. And you can. Yep. But then I also want to be one of the elders that I looked up on, like, yeah, he's not just gassing at us and talking to us mm. and telling us go for it. Yeah. But actually he's doing it himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? With all the responsibility that he has mm. concerning being father, husband, mm. grandfather mm. and all the above. So yeah, man. Incredible. Yeah, man. I'm sure we'll get into the details. Absolutely. Of that. <laughs> yes, we will. And then uh, to my right, we have Adam. Hello. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. you How are you? <laughs> Do I need to talk into this? No, not to me. <laughs> so I can talk towards you, yeah? You can just talk, uh, yeah. Cool, cool. For, for, uh, for everyone listening, Adam's just put on a very warm-looking uh, jumper mm. in this very warm room. So mm. we're just concerned oh, I don't know. about his health. <laughs> warm is relative, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a 22-year-old writer-director mm-hmm. from South London. Yep. Tell stories. And, uh, yeah, I'm just out here feeling good. Brilliant. What kind of stories do you tell? Oh, you know that you know that you know my buttons to push, don't you, Cephas? <laughs> <laughs> I tell street-level fantasies. So it's kind of like um, taking the people, cultures, and things that I grew up around mm-hmm. and drawing out, like, the magic yep. that is inherently within them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. Come on. So we're here to talk about Young King. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, man. And um, for those who listened, obviously, you heard a bit of it at the start. We'll have the description of the full thing in, mm-hmm. in the podcast notes and whatnot. Yeah. And then you'll hear snippets of it throughout the podcast as, sure, sure. as interludes as well. Um, what I'm keen for to begin with is I want to know about the original interaction, the original idea yeah. of it and sort of how that took place. So Yeah. Maybe. Actually, yeah, Jess, do you want to kick yeah. us yeah, off? Yeah, absolutely. And then Josh, do you want to jump in? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So um, I wrote Young King in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually been a few years. And I was saying to Josh yesterday, like, mm. I think 
it's so important when art like this comes to light to remind people that there's been a there's been a journey. Mm. You know, sometimes in this culture that we're in, people see something and they're like, "Oh my gosh, overnight, da da da." Right. I'm like, actually, like I bled over this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like actually, this was born from something. Actually, this had a journey. So I wrote it in 2018, coming home from meeting my biological dad for the first time. Right. So you can imagine the emotional. Mm. you know, reality that, that was going on for me. I, I met my dad for the first time, met my, um, I have two older brothers that I met for the first time. Um, and I have a number of nephews that I met for the first time. And wow. while I was over there and I met them all, fell deeply in love with them all. Mm. Um, it was also the time when Botham Shem Jean got shot in his apartment by the white off duty cop. Um, wow. whatever her name was, doesn't deserve to be named. Mm. Um, and that, that all happened. And it's always been the case that, you know, whether it's Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, like all of them, the women, the men, Mm. Alton Sterling, like every single one of our people who had been killed by police brutality, like it was like a part of me, like was chipped away, like Mm -hmm. every single Mm. time. I remember when, um, when Philando Castile was murdered I I wrote a, I wrote a piece called Just Like My Brother mm. because I remember seeing the pictures of of Philando Castile and I was like he looks like my brother the oh, one I grew crazy. up with mm. you know like he literally he walks like my brother he talks like my brother he you know as we learned more about Philando Castile's story I was like he is my brother wow and so over the years everything that had been going on, like for so many of us, it had just chipped away at me. Mm-hmm. And so that all kind of culminated in this in this moment in time where now there wasn't just, just the brother I grew up with mm-hmm. and just all the other friends and black friends that I have, but there was my biological dad, there was these other two brothers, there mm-hmm. was these nephews, and they all live in the South. Right. So, yeah. and then Botham Shemjing gets, gets killed. Mm-hmm. So all of this culminates, and I remember being on a plane on the way back, and I, I just I just kept seeing one of my nephews, like, his name is Jai. He was, he was little at the time. And, um, and we have all these pictures of, like, just him hugging me, and, like, he didn't want auntie just to leave and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we just had this bond. Yeah. I'm on the, my way home. Everything that has happened, happened. I'm super emotional. Yeah. Both of them is killed. And I'm on the plane, and I don't know how to process it. Mm. I'm literally like, I don't know how to process all of this. I don't know what to do. I have this deep love for the black men in my life, mm. and I don't know how to articulate that. Sure. I don't know. So I did what I sometimes do, and I just wrote. Mm. And Young King, I wrote it like in it, it just in one go. You know how when you write, like sometimes you just write like twenty thousand times because yeah. you have to rewrite it and whatever. But mm. with this, it was just there. Mm. And then it kind of took on a little bit of a life of its own. I um, shared it on my personal blog, shared it on Twitter and whatever, and and it just kind of you know in dribs and drabs, like mm. it just kind of did its thing. And I connected with an artist in the States who did a beautiful painting and it just felt like it was a cover art for the piece. So mm. linked with him and it, all that kind of stuff. And so it kind of, and I sent it to my friends and it's funny cause I didn't know this until our conversation yesterday. <laughs> 
I sent it to a heap of friends and I was like, and I already felt like I felt vulnerable about it, but I also felt comf- confident about it, if that makes sense. Mm. It was like both. Right. It was one of those things that I just thought, this is not, this is not me. This is something that just needs to go out there. Sure. And the divine just chose to mm. say it through me. Okay. It's not, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just one of those things. So I felt confident and vulnerable at the same time. So I just sent it to a heap of people, including my friend Josh here. Mm-hmm. And I found out yesterday that when he first got it, he was like, meh. <laughs> I didn't really take it. I didn't really take it serious. I was like, it's cool, man. <laughs> These are some serious words, but like, ah, right, cool. <laughs> so I, I remember, like, you didn't even reply. Like, I no, I didn't. You, you didn't I was like, oh, this is great. Reply. Nice one. Yeah, great. Cool. Skimmer. Literally. We didn't even read it properly. Literally. No, seriously, literally. Yeah. I was just like, this is great. Wicked. Nice. <laughs> so then 2018 happened. My life took quite a bit of a turn because towards the end of 2018 I fell into a really bad depression mm. I couldn't go to work like I was in a really bad way so all of the art stuff yeah. right. was not mm. a sure. priority mm. um, and then into sort of 2019 there were a couple of opportunities like I think one was like a teacher from a school messaged me and she was like came across your poem would you come and share it with some of our students wow. and it's a prue like outside of London and I was like yes yeah, sick and spent like a day with like these young boys who are literally on the fringe of being excluded from school sure. and from the educational system. And mm. I just got to spend a day with them and share Young King with them. And, right. and it was super emotional. So there was things like that. Mm. But that was about it. I think, um, so at the time, when, because uh, my wife and Jess are really good mates. Mm. Sisters. And Thank they you just, you know, much. they have their bonding time. Mm. And, you know, at night time, you're sleeping, you're laying down and, your, your wife Where just turns around and she says, I'm already, already nervous about Jess. I wonder if she's okay, you know? Mm. I'm like, I'm sure she's fine. You know, she's cool, man. She's a strong lady, man. She, mm. She's that get up and go. If she's feeling down, she's that girl that looks in the mirror and goes, Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you sort it out now. <laughs> and then just jumps back on the horse. Like, That's Jess, as far as I'm concerned. I'm like, she's fine. You know, mm. and I was just like, yeah, but I think you know, <laughs> she she needs us around a bit, you know. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. True. So then, that's when I go back to the clip that she sent me. And so he ages. goes into text message instead of texting me, going, "How you doing, sis?" He goes and just scrolls through all the messages. I scroll through, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and then I went, one second, if she's in a place of like feeling depressed and feeling low about herself. She actually needs to talk about it. Yeah? Mm. And I'm not... I ain't no counsellor. <laughs> but she needs to talk. And, and, and when I looked at this thing again... Right. I was like... You got a lot to say. Mm. And you got an outlet to, to do it. Mm. So you don't... I want to hear about this depression. What are you talking about? No, man. I don't know that Jess. Mm. The Jess I know is the one that I'm thinking about here. So... If you need to get it out, come on in, let's, let's, let's do another song, innit? Right. And talk. You got something to say, innit? Okay. And I just basically, like, brought my little portable studio. Brilliant. And I was like, you know, like, look, man, you got something to say, mm. and you need to speak, man. You know? Tell me about the session. What was that like? So basically, I just plugged in my thing, and, um... Uh, I didn't know 
what you wanted from me. I was right. like, what the hell is going like, to happen? What do you like, mean? I don't like, understand. What, but like, but how can you... I was just like, look, I've got a piece of music. <laughs> and I think it's really dope. But I feel like, you know, like I like the sound of Jess's voice on, on a record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I grew up listening to um, Jill Scott, right? And that was religiously played in my house. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was Jill Scott or Brandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandy or Jill Scott. Come on. And it was just that, like, every single day. And it was a live version of the Jill Scott right, gig, right? right? Yeah. Um, so um, there's parts um, where you got the... Dum, dum, ch- yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. then, and then, Jill, yeah, and then yeah. Jill's, like, doing the little spoken word little things. And then she's interacting with the crowd and yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. y'all don't sound like Jess, man. Come but on. Jess got something to say. Right. So mm. I'm going around to Jess's house yeah. with this piece of music that I've kind of, like, put together. Mm. Because um, I'm, I'm trying to do, like, this be 10 steps ahead of yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just in case that that record goes really well. You need to be ready for the next one kind of, of thing. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, this will be good. Like, maybe Jess has got something more to say. So, yeah, I'm going to Jess's house. Mm-hmm. So she's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm just like, I don't know. Just do <laughs> your writing so thing, innit? Just write something and just talk <laughs> over it. So she's like, well, what are we going to call this? I'm like, I don't know. Um, I'm like, well, where do we go from here? And she's like, yeah... Okay, mm. give me a second. And she literally sat there, and in 20 minutes, yeah, she wrote a piece surrounding where do we go from here. Right, okay. And I was just like, you are incredible. You're an artist, like, for mm. real, for real. Mm-hmm. Like, you're an undiluted yeah. artist. Mm. Yeah? You're not even trying. Mm. You're, just, you're just great with words, and you happen to love music in the way that you do as well. Mm-hmm. And the two just marry very nicely. Right. She's like, so how should I record this? She, I had, you know, like the mic shield thing. Yeah, yeah. She was like, well, could you just put it higher so <laughs> you don't need to see my face? Like, I just, <laughs> like Jess was on some proper shiting. Yeah? Yeah. And I was like, cool, I won't look. I'll just look at the screen. I need to make sure it's been recorded well. Like, yeah. just... Just do your thing. Yeah. And she just hit it down in one take. And I was just like, so now I'm on a mission in trying to convince Jess that, yo, you're an artist. You need to, you need to do a record. Like, you need, mm-hmm. to, you need to do a body of work. Right. Because you write so deeply, mm-hmm. yeah? And every single word has this level of, like... And I'm, I'm not even thinking about the depression at this point here. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Because it's so... Like, I'm like, yeah, we're out of it now. Great, wicked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you've got an avenue to be able to do that. And it comes from a real place. Mm-hmm. The real place that I wasn't really acknowledging was the depression. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yo, these, these things are in me. Mm-hmm. And I feel heartbroken about them. I feel let down about them. I want to be able to respond to them in a way that mm-hmm. causes somebody to feel uplifted and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, I didn't realise the sacrifice that she was making mm-hmm. to put down these words to then right. be giving it to somebody. Mm-hmm. I just saw, no, you got lots to say. Mm-hmm. And remember, I, was, I said at the beginning of this that I feel like my musical journey is not just a platform to be like, yeah, I'm dope, but it's, it's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that, the, the, the way you write, I'm like, that's the level of responsibility I want to kind of like be speaking right. or putting stuff out with mm-hmm, like like mm-hmm. on that level yeah with that kind of depth yeah yeah i i don't I, I think i'm the guy that doesn't really understand what depression actually is sure do you know what i mean I've, uh, or mental health and all of these things mm. and i didn't recognize at the time mm. that actually all of those symptoms and all of those things were happening to me and i've gone through stages of, the, mm. of them mm. but because i look myself in the mirror when i'm feeling like mm. like mm. this and i go listen you ain't got time for this 
Yeah, Luca, Ariel, Ray, they need you right now. Right. You need to fix up, mm. get in it, get in the shower, mm. and sort your life out. Right. And then I just go with the flow. Right. And despite like the bulldozing that happens mm-hmm. of mistakes and flaws and everything, and then there's pits that I'm meant to fall in so that I can have a little bit of a learning experience so that when I get out, I'm better. Mm. I'm like, oh, there's a pit. Yep, scoot past that and. I'm just on that, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm. me depressed? No way. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just really like crazy. So I wasn't really being understanding to Jesse's situation. Mm-hmm. I just saw this thing, and I'm like, you got so much to say, and this is going to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to do this. Right. So when we get to Young King mm-hmm. of the recording, yeah, yeah, we're at this gig, and I'm like, great, she's here. This is months later now. So months we have to, later. the context is, so Josh came to my house, we did all of this. I was so confused. I was like, what just happened? I, do, I don't know what just happened. So I just kind of put it to the side. He was like, we have to do more of this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. We are at Artist Collective. That's right, yeah. Because you literally, when you came to do the recording, that was in the middle of my depression. Right, that okay. Like dark so you was properly in yeah, it. Yeah, because that would have still been end of 2018 or something, or maybe very beginning of 2019. Very, very beginning of 2019. So yeah. I was still like, I had probably just started taking the medication. I was like proper in it. No, so but I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding this right now, no, this I moment know. here. Yeah, it, I was in it. In mm. it. I was, for those of you listening, I haven't shared much about that story, but... I, w- I was in a place where I couldn't work for like almost four months. Mm. Like I didn't go to work. I for about the first two months I was crying. I was suicidal. I was like it was bad. Like you was properly like yeah yeah yeah. Like it wasn't. I'm sad. Like I was something was broken in my brain. Wow. I was I- just like she's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> so do the adulting and write about your problems and let's make some peace. Like like what? <laughs> that I'm so dismissive. I'm so sorry, Jess. <laughs> okay. Flipping hell, man. Goodness okay. gracious. Wow. Okay, go on. So yeah. anyway, so that... that so, it, but it was still a very important experience for right, me. Right, because right. at that time, if anyone had said to me, you're good at this or you're good at this, I was like, no, like, I don't even have a reason to live right now. Right. So for me to have something mm. that was... And someone who had no agenda, like you had no agenda. There was nothing, you know, mm. was, wasn't doing anything... Yeah. Yeah. For you, right? Like, sure, there was no absolutely. agenda. You were just like, "Here's this thing," and you're very good at it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So all of this is happening. I'm slowly getting better, mm-hmm. slowly but surely. I'm taking medication. It's all happening, and um, and then we get to maybe March or April. Sure. And that's when we're at Artist that's Collective. That's when we're at Collective. Which Artist Collective gathering of artists? Blah blah blah. I was one of the facilitators. And I was coordinating it. So mm. that's the headspace I was in. Sure, sure. And you were doing your thing. You was in work mode. Yeah, like, was you was like, mode. right, cool, you're on next and blah, blah, cool. Can we move that? Like, get the, get the, <laughs> yo, that, that's a bit slightly, can you straighten that <laughs> you up? Did, you uh, did some good impressions, you know. <laughs> yo, you know how Jess gets down. You know how Jess gets down. Like, listen, man, the first time I met Jess, I was like, she's scary. I want to get in her way. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> Have you done this? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Inside you're going, I haven't done it yet, but as soon as I walk past this place here, I'm going to get this done because I'm not trying to be on the other side of this woman right now. Like, I'm trying to be on the good side. And the good side is still debatable whether it's it's good. So it's just like, she ain't stressing and she ain't, the look is not too deep. So you're kind of all right. Shut up. Okay, moving on. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But anyway, so that night, 
I'm bringing up different people. Mm. So Fireball Sessions in, 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 in its shortest form is this, yeah? It's a place where you come with all your issues mm. and all your problems and you let them go. Right. That's the main objective, come on. yeah? Mm. That if you are conscious of the way that you look, mm. because the next person that's standing beside you mm. looks super incredible and all together, yeah? You don't need to feel anyway. Mm. You're as good as that person, and we're all gonna hug it out. Brilliant. We're all gonna love each other, yeah. and we're gonna take that energy to work the next day. So it's purposefully done on a Thursday, mm. and we're not gonna go in and be like, "Yes, it's Friday. It's the weekend. I get the weekend off." No, you're gonna walk in there with a, like a yeah. proper like skip in your step, like Swagger. because we've yeah. come from fireball sessions that, last night, right. and the energy that as one person that I have to give to this whole entire firm, mm. yeah, mm. is enough. Right. Mm. Because I've just been elevated and boosted nice so that's the premise of the night so mm-hmm. if you are a musician and you come on stage and you're like I'm going to show you my best chords and I'm going to turn up my amp to 11 mm. and I'm going to show you that I'm the man I will stop everything in mid flow and say down the mic mm. this is not about you this is not about me mm. this is about all of us and all of us includes the audience that is there right right yeah because there's a, a back community. and forth motion mm. of when we speak as band to the audience, audience then respond back to us, whether they say, woo, and encourage us, or they sing something and they, whatever. Yeah. And it's a collective thing. And it's an experience that we're all trying to have in that one moment. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm in the same space as you. I didn't know that was going to happen either. Nice. That's the vibe. Right, right. So here we are in this space. Mm. And I'm like, I'm seeing new faces, mm. you know, this is brilliant, wicked, let's do it. And then we come to the end of the night, and I'm like... And I'm ready to wrap up. I have my notes, I, I know what people need to do next. You know? Going into the after party, that's my mindset. And I'm like, oh yeah, Jess is in the building! <laughs> I forgot! <laughs> One second! Use up, Lisa, I know we're at the end here, but I need to do this. My I'm standing kid. there thinking, I don't know what's about to happen. I'm supposed to wrap up. Because I've, I've seen the truth happen in its rawest form. Mm-hmm. I saw her write a song right. in 20 minutes, give me three takes, and I was like, great, we're going to do albums. Mm. I was convinced I could see the future mm. when we came to her house. Right. So I'm like, these people don't know this Jess. They just know coordinator Jess. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, no, no, no. This is the truth, guys. Mm. No, no, no. Look, everyone settle down. If you've got your drinks and you're having a conversation, shh. Yeah, yeah. At this point, he still hasn't said a name. So I, I said a name yet. I'm saying, I'm going to bring up somebody very special. I'm going to do something very special because oh this person is special. And I'm, th- I'm annoyed with him because I'm thinking we're over time. <laughs> right, Like, right. just finish. I'm like, no, no, no. We need to do this. We have to do this. So I'm looking at her, she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her like, yo, you ready? But she's looking at me like, yo, time. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> right? Cool. <laughs> So I'm like, we're going to bring up Jess, Jess Malley. And she's like, whoa, what? (laughs) Like, she's like, I think she's like, I think she's like, look, it's not my birthday. It's not Christmas. (laughs) And this, this thing's not been going long enough for me to be getting any accolades. Like, like, we just want to say thank you. You've done so well. And you look at how, nah, I'm like, yo, you ready to do this? I think you need to do like a little thing and show the people them what you're on because this is the real deal, guys. Mm. She gets up on the stage and she's like, Josh, are you mad? I was so angry. Like, off mic kind of thing. Like, are you mad? Like, oh what are you God, doing? I was so angry. And I'm like, nah, man, come on, man, let's go, man. Let's do the thing. <laughs> this is, and the place is packed. It's packed, it's jam packed. And I'm yeah. like, nah, do the thing, man. Do you know the thing. Come on. 
I don't even know what the hell what thing the he's thing? talking about. What the hell's the thing? So, so she's like, is. well, I don't know what this guy wants me to do, but we're going to deal with this later. I've got a recording at home, right? Like, right. she's like, we're going to deal with this later because, like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't even want to talk to you. I was so mad. This time now, she got her back to me. And I I'm like... I like being put on the spot. I'm like, so have you got a piece that you can share with us? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, you told me which one to share. Oh, is it? You didn't even give me a choice. <laughs> oh, did I, did, I, did I say the Young King one? Because I, I said, I said, what the hell? <laughs> right. She's, but she's, she's just angry. I'm just mad. Now, I know that I'm recording. I did not know that. Nobody... This is the next thing. <laughs> the next thing is, not only does he call me up, Puts me on the spot. I am angry. Oh and my god! Because I don't, I don't do half baked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like no. if I do something, I do yeah. it well. I yeah. mean, to be fair, had he given me a warning, I would have never done it. Exactly. <laughs> That's also true. Exactly. But I was so angry, and so then, because then I said to you, like, what? And you go, well, the one you sent me, right? And then I knew he meant Young King. So right. I pulled up. I didn't even know it by heart. She's on the phone point. doing this, like, like guys. I'm just gonna, like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna have to read half of it because I don't even know it by heart. Angry. Part. She's so mad. I'm so mad. But I'm like, yeah, just come on, man. We'll do that later. Just be back to me later. If you don't want to talk to me no more, it's fine. It's okay. Just come on. Now. Yeah. <laughs> So she pulls it up on her phone, yeah, yeah. and the boys are going like, "What? What are we gonna play?" I'm mm. like, "Just follow me, man. Mm. Just don't don't get too excited, and don't give me too too little that there's no vibe. Just just work with me, man." Right. Bearing in mind, Josh, obviously, those of you who don't know, so when Josh runs fireball sessions, he's on the kit, like yeah. he's playing drums, yeah, and he's got a microphone, yeah. So that's how the whole thing is being directed. Yeah, just just creating like, and if somebody plays something by accident. Mm. And they didn't mean to play that, but it's just like, no, that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah, going, yeah. I don't remember what I played. I'm like, you better, you need to remember right now. <laughs> the pressure is like, yeah. And Josh is like a different person. When you come fireball sessions and you see Josh do his thing, yeah. you're like, who is this human? Yeah. So the other thing was, as mad as I was, I also knew there was no out. There's no out because that Josh yeah. that is on that stage with that microphone and that kit. He will literally stop and not move no, until I'm up there doing the thing. Like, he would have stood there, for, he would have not left stage for an hour. Yeah, blatantly. Yeah. I was like, no, we're going to do this today because mm. people need to see the juice. Mm-hmm. You're, the, what I said in, the, in your house mm. is real. Mm-hmm. Just nobody doesn't know. Right. So, we've got a small audience here of people yeah. that need to know. And it just needs to be elevated, like, because right. this is the moment. So, and the, you know, when the people are before you, you ain't got no choice but to deliver. Mm. And you're either going to sink or swim. I put everything on it. Mm. She's not sinking. Right. Yeah. So, who started? Did the music come No, first? so I just started the music. Right, okay. And I was just like, yep, yeah, cool. This is where we're at, boys. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Charlie, just give me a chord. Just give me any chord and just stay there. Big up, right. Charlie. I'll move. So, Charlie just plays a chord. Every guitarist knows how hard that is. And Charlie's like, shall I move? Shall I go to another call? Just stay right there. Just give me another one. And just right on the, this millisecond. Give me another one. And it's just all pressure. Every musician listening right now is having the time of their lives. And it's everyone who's not a musician pressure. is like, what is happening right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Abel's like, what shall I play? Just, just wait, just wait, just wait. Just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just wait for Jess. Just wait for Jess. Jess comes in. And this voice, man. And I'm like, wow. I'm in awe. Yeah. And I'm now kind of coming out of being pressure. Yeah. And I'm enjoying what's going on. Mm. But everyone that's on the stage, Jess, Abel and mm. Charlie, are going, what in the world is happening here? <laughs> and I'm just in awe because I'm hearing this voice. 
you know, mm. and she's doing, the, I'm just like, oh, Abel, Abel, give me a knock up, doom, 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 on the doom, 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 and Abel's like, yeah, all right, then cool, and everyone's being super, super sensitive, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's too loud, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just happening right there, wow. in the moment, mm. and, and literally, you know, long story short, what you hear mm. on this record is that night, that moment right there. It happened right no there. No overdubs. There's no overdubs. There's no like, oh, chop this off and blah, wow. blah. It's happening right in that moment. Wow. Now, all, all that has been elevated on it is what I was seeing and feeling in my heart and in my mind mm. about how it should sound with having a reverb on Jesse's voice and mm. having the guitars, but like just, you know, you hear that mm. it, when Charlie... Goes to the next chord, you hear him go, yeah, I heard that. you hear that, yeah, right? Yeah. Because he's trying to get to the chord quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, on the actual, like, the original recording before it gets mixed and mastered, yep. it's like it's all a little bit of a mess, but mm-hmm. every every noise is like, oh, my precious. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, 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 Evo comes and he's like, well, how do you need this sound? I'm like, look, listen to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Evo's co producer. He's the co producer and right. mix engineer. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, hear the lyrics and respond to the lyrics and respond to the vibe of how the sensitivity of the way we're playing. When I listened to it, everything that I felt in that moment when Jess started speaking, mm-hmm. you know, the first, first, first lyric that came out, you know, and a I just... Dedicated. A poem dedicated to it, and I just... My, just started crying. I was like, goodness. oh my Lord. Mm. I said, Evo, man, this is amazing. This is perfect. Mm. You called me crying. Oh my God. I called Jess. I was like, Jess, you need to listen to this. So bearing in mind... Until this point, mm. I don't re- I don't realize that this has been recorded. No. Wait, until he sent it to the producer. I've sent it to the producer, the mix engineer, and mix they, engineer right. everything. It's all done, and then I'm like, Jess, you need to hear this. I've done something, and I want you to hear it. And and the only reason I made it through the night was because I looked at the crowd mm. and I saw all the young kings. Right. Yeah. And so, as much as I was mad at him, I was like, okay, well. I know this isn't about me, so mm. I'm just going to speak it right. to the young Right, kids. right, right. And, and I hope that that comes across as well. Like sure. For me, it wasn't, you know, oh, now the, the being mad at Josh is taking over. Like, in that moment, I knew to switch. Yeah. Mm. And I knew to see sure. the young kings. Sure. So, but then the night was over, and that was it. Mm. To mm. me, that was it. That was it. It's that, done. The moment happened, and it's over. The beginning of lockdown. <laughs> like... It had would have just started like end of February or beginning That's of right. March yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, sure. And Josh sends me a track mm-hmm. this year. Brilliant. Now, now the mm. George Floyd situation hasn't happened yet. Right, no, right, right. none of that's happened yet. I mm. think it was just bef- it was before Ahmaud Arbery was killed. Even right. that you sent it to you me. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, you know, I've sent it, and then when when Ahmaud Arbery thing happened. Um, Jess called me, sent me a message that was like, no, we need to make this happen. And right. I was like... And that was probably the first time mm. that I recognised what this was. Right. And yeah. I think... Because obviously over that, that period of time since the piece had existed, sure. I knew it was ha- helping people here and there. And right. It was like, whatever. Right. Mm. But Winamod Arbery was murdered. And I think one thing that was so... That was maybe even different from other things that had happened before mm-hmm. was... And no, this was the conversation you and I had actually sure. remember because I called Josh and I said this might be the time mm-hmm. sure. to, to put this song. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we were kind of going back and forth and Josh was like, We should do visuals for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. We weren't quite at that point yet. Yeah. And then I remember Josh calling me and talking to me about Luca. 
yeah. you talk to me about yeah, Luca. Absolutely, absolutely. And Luca, Josh's son, and and just that reality that you know, whereas for us, because we, yes, we have seen black people get killed on social media and whatever. Mm, mm. Um, we were much older when yeah. that started because right? social media, cell phones, yeah. all of that. Absolutely. We knew it was happening yeah. because our, our, our parents and our family and, and people told us and even the news sometimes told us. Sure. Yeah. But we wouldn't see it. Mm. Right. Mm. We wouldn't see. You wouldn't see it just this first hand, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, obviously as we got older and then the age of social media, we started seeing this. But we were already older. There was right. a different maturity and ability yeah. in us as much as it caused collective trauma and all of that to navigate it but then when Josh was talking to me about Luca and this reality that how old's Luca now? Luca, Luca's just turned 13 he's 13 January so as mm. a 13 year old yeah. for the last 10 years he has seen people who look like him mm. get killed on social media like right. and, and see the whole process of somebody being killed right. like what the hell right. and he's just turned 13 mm. yeah, this is not news yeah no news but at 10 the, the you know one, yeah so I'm scurrying through looking at biking and blah blah and then oh Rob what's that oh my god what's that guy oh is he dying mm. oh no they're leaning on his neck like mm. that's that's wild, man. Yeah. And we were yeah. talking about that, and I think in that in, in that moment, it was just clear mm. the the message of Young King and the lyrics of Young King Absolutely. and the what I hope is like a maybe something prophetic of yeah. the lyrics that sure. speaks to the potential future of that young king yeah. that mm. says, I see you, yeah. I see what this is doing to you, yeah. mm. but yeah. there is a hope. That's it. Mm. Mm. And the, the moment we said visuals, I said, I need to call Eden. Mm. I see the options scrolling through your mind, the temptations to achieve a better life quick, the risks you're willing to take. But hear me, young king, I see you. Our ancestors see you. The forefathers and foremothers who have gone before fighting to give you a better future, sacrificing so you would have shoulders to stand on, young king, they see you. Our God sees you. The one who gave our ancestors the strength to prevail through the most dire of times, the most hopeless, unjust, and violent of lives, young king, he sees you. Young King, I see you. Hear me, Young King, it won't be easy, I can't lie. You will have to fight harder than others, be better than your peers, and still, there's no guarantee. No guarantee, but... Generations to come. And honoring the sacrifice of our fathers and mothers and maybe, just maybe, young king, we can shape a better world together. Young king, I see you. You're strong. You're beautiful. You're full of dignity and light. Your passion and emotion is good and your fire shall never stop burning. You are gifted and kind and your future is bright. Young King, I see you. And I will tell your story over and over. We'll shed light on the great and the good of my life to bring about change so you might get to live the life you deserve. Young King, 
It was the only the when we started talking about visuals, mm-hmm. you were the first person that that came to my mind because I knew it needed to be it needed to be so good um, because I think my fear was when we talked when we started talking visuals, my fear was that it would be something that wasn't going to be as this kind of sounds so full of myself, but that wasn't going to be as powerful as the words. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't want it to be like. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want sure. it to be like a lyric video. Or like, right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I didn't. I didn't want it to be that. Like mm. it had to be powerful. So I called you, and what was your reaction? Yeah. So that was this. You called me, maybe two days after the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. Thereabouts. We've, maybe it was close maybe it was the day after it could have even been, yeah it could have been but it was that after. definitely that week of yeah and I was sitting at home and I knew and I'd seen everybody making these Instagram posts and they were talking about their injustices what they've experienced how disgusted they were by it corporations were chiming in so yeah I was seeing all these things on social media and I knew that for me the way like the way that I speak best isn't through something like that sure. yeah. is through art mm. that is the way that I speak best and I was and and I'm almost obsessive about the idea of like of of, of brevity like mm. Mm. of silence and like speaking at the right time yeah, yeah. when it makes sense yeah. so it's like I know that I need to say something mm-hmm. I can't just not say something but it needs to be the right moment absolutely yeah. and I'm kind of moping because I guess what ties into it as well as that is like you you learn to suppress your emotions as well right. yeah. as a black and person mm-hmm. as a black male mm-hmm. so now like I don't have an outlet for it sure yeah. that's immediately here and secondly I don't even know how to express myself on my own you're right yeah and then I get the call from Jess yeah in, literally in that moment sitting in my bed at like 3, 3 p.m. <laughs> I my... was worried I was waking you up. <laughs> <laughs> Words. <laughs> if you know me, that's a, that's a normal time I wake up. It's yep. not that I was... <laughs> yeah, yep, we know this. It's not that I was necessary. I was going through it, but yep. me waking up at being in bed at 3 p.m. is yep. just... It's, it's normal, it's normal. It's like, yeah, cool, yeah. isn't it? So, um, yeah, Jess calls me and she tells me about this track mm. um, and the idea for it. And... Yeah, I was. I, I hadn't even heard the track actually. Yeah, no, you hadn't. And Had you read the piece of that? Probably not even that. No. Nah. I just no, no. You. I was. I was there. Oh, you were, you were at. I yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. there. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Get out. Yeah, he was there. This he was the, one of the people I saying? looked at when I was speaking. Like yeah. he was one of the people I was yeah, focusing. Yeah. So you was there. I was there. Yeah. Let me tell you my perspective. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. So I'm seeing this happen. Yeah. <laughs> and and I see Josh pull Jess up and then she's just like oh like basically I wasn't expecting this this is that me I'm like yeah sure you, these men are rehearsing the thing you know what I'm saying yeah. really <laughs> bro oh uh, my days I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah yeah come, come on man you man had a conversation beforehand yeah. but afterwards yeah after the fact when I'm hearing you like, talk about this I didn't know there was real animosity there it was a big problem yeah Bare steak, bro. Oh, man. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and potatoes, no salad, bro. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> trying to, we're trying to get it done quite quickly as well. Yeah. And I think, because the thing was, like, 
I think it was there was two sides of the coin. It was on the one hand, it was like let's get it out ASAP. Mm. Mm. But on the other hand, it was also this understanding that a this had to be good. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't want to waste the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we didn't want to waste the moment. We didn't want to waste mm-hmm. the opportunity to send this message, and also. I think we talked about this at some point, Josh, that mm-hmm. there was this idea of actually, it's probably not a bad thing if we give it a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because sure. Sure. just when people are about to want to forget. Yeah, man. we got to bring it back to everyone's memories, man. Yeah. We're going to go, hold on one second. Yeah. yeah. This conversation hasn't gone anywhere. Absolutely. But it was still a crazy quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then, so what just... Because I'm curious. I don't think I ever asked you this question. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts when you first heard the track? So, yeah, I, I knew it was a recording. But right. just told me that you did a dirty. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We, we moved past that. We moved yeah, past that. We're going to leave that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me, I had seen this. And this isn't the first... I'm probably... I'm old, older than your son. But, like, I had seen people being killed beforehand. Mm. But the difference between this time and then was that I was able to go back to uni, go back to work, go back to school and just turn my head and carry on doing what I'm doing. Yeah. We're in lockdown at this point in time. Yeah. So I'm sitting at home with it. I have to yeah. digest everything. Yeah. So I'm watching everything on my phone. I'm I'm having to take it in and it's, it's hitting differently. Away. It's hitting yeah. differently, bro. And on top of that, my sister's just had a son. Oh. Who's in the video. Yeah. Yes. Baby. Baby so for me... Like, he inspired me to fight right, again. Right, 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 right. Because right. for me, it's like, this is, this is my reality. Mm. But looking at him, he's so innocent. And, yeah. and he, he hasn't done anything to deserve anything that he's going to have to witness or experience in right. his life. Mm. So it's like, what am I going to do to be able to at least try and make a change so mm. that when he grows up, he's not looking at the same That's thing big. that I'm looking at? That's big. Yeah. So then the idea was then... Um, off the back of the track to then take what she's saying with I see you and it's like what what when I say when you say I see you mm. as a young king what are we seeing that's right mm. and it's like I grew up seeing a certain mm. depiction of a black male which sure. wasn't always positive yeah, yeah. yeah so then the idea with the visuals were to uplift and reframe the black male mm. so you see a black male in an instance where in it's a black male technical dancer right yeah. which isn't something that you usually see yeah. yeah but then he's also got a do-rag on yeah. yeah and he's also like literally there's a level of elegance skin like mm-hmm. there's a level of elegance and there's a level of like this is beautiful and then mm-hmm. there's also a level of yo but man's still rolled in it exactly like, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah tell us about the gold on the body yeah well the gold on the body was a direct reference to mm-hmm. Jess's bar which I won't misquote which was <laughs> and my friend's sons whose skin shimmers golden in the sun yeah. so it was literally that simple mm-hmm. when I heard that I said yeah there's someone that's gonna be here yeah. who's gonna have glitter on their skin yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna be shimmering in the sun <clears throat> yo there was no yep deeper technicalities yeah. than that <laughs> yeah I hear you bro for me that line was about from the outset I'm gonna say how I see you mm-hmm. is that your skin shimmers golden in the sun mm-hmm. that's not what we've been told about our black skin 100%. right yeah. do you see what I mean mm-hmm. our black skin is dark it's yeah. bad it's yeah. this mm-hmm. it's that and to me from the outset it was like no 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 that black and brown skin shimmers golden in the sun. Absolutely. So it's beautiful to hear that when you then heard it, that's the message you got. Yeah. Like subconsciously or consciously was, no, 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 we're going to refrain. Yeah. 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 And that's even like off the back of that, that's something that I had to learn over time. But now, 
my nephew's not going to have to learn that when he's mm. 17 years old. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I grew up in school where it's like, oh man, I'm so dark. Like, I came back from holiday, but luckily enough, do you know what I'm saying? The tan went away, this is that. And I'm a dark brother as well. It's, it's, it's deeper because it I'm then growing up saying that, like, everyone else associates dark skin with negativity. Wow. And that's something that I, I grew up always wanting to change. Mm. I always wanted to be lighter because for me, it was never desirable to be the way that I was. Mm. Yeah. So then now I'm growing up and I've like had to learn that after hating myself for however long, I can then look at my, yeah. I can then look at my nephew and say, no, nah, it's not going to be that for him mm. because, yeah. because I've been able to go through that and I can show him that. This is deep, man. Like I think, how nuts is that, you know? And I think that's why it was so important to me as well, you know, when we talked about casting. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I know I'm light-skinned, but for me it was so important that every key role was dark-skinned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so important to me. And, like, just to hear you say that now, like, I wouldn't have even known that. Mm. And it just... It breaks my heart, but at the same time, it makes me go like, and this is what we have to do, do what we do. Mm-hmm. Because like, the so- I think the sooner that you're able to be able to be like, like, I love myself for myself, mm. like, it takes, it takes so much off. Like, I wouldn't have been able to make something like this or anything that I make if I'm thinking about the, the immediate, the physical. Like, mm. I'm able to actually sit down mm. and I have the privilege of thinking of, how do I feel yeah. about this? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm not, I'm not thinking about, oh, I'm scared to go outside and look like this and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. So I just want everyone's, everyone's experience, especially, like, I just look at it directly from my nephew. Yeah. Again, yeah. I look at it from my nephew because it's easy. I think, for me, it's easier to look at, like, one person and say, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm doing this course. for one person. It's important. So for, for that one person, I'm like, okay, how do I want you to experience this and how do I want this to affect you? And it's... It's, it's, it's that simple like I don't yeah. want you to feel like how I felt mm. when I was growing up yeah Adam I'd like to know as a filmmaker as a director and of course we've worked on this project <clears throat> do you feel the weight and responsibility now having heard your story to only tell these types of stories that matter or do you feel like you have to incorporate uh, how do I put it? Real, the realness of mm-hmm. the dysfunction. You're not just trying to tell the story, sort of point blank. You're you're trying to achieve the deeper meaning. Yeah, you're trying yeah, to, yeah, because yeah. you're bringing your own life experience, yeah. the real life experience, the real dysfunctions, everything mm. that we've spoken yeah. about today, everything that the poem and the music represents. Yeah. How do you, as a filmmaker, do that justice? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's something just to do with like what what I like. I yeah. like it when. If I'm looking at artists, I like it when they're getting uncomfortably personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're letting me in. Like, yeah. yeah. Something that changed changed my life was like an album called Good Kid Mad City. Yo, Kendrick bro. Mm. Mm. That was huge, yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's there talking about real situations yeah. that yeah. happened in his life. Yeah. So many of us were changed by that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like and it's just like, wow, like you're letting me into certain and he's done it throughout his whole career but that was the first time that he did it for me right sure and I'm learning about him and I'm learning about certain things where it's just like mad these are situations that happen to all of us but none of us are going to put that out there yeah Yeah. like that yeah and and I think like that's just what I enjoy so with everything that I do and I think like even with 
the next project that we're working Absolute, on, bro. it's the same thing because yeah. it's just drawing on real situations from my mm-hmm. life. And I know that yeah. when you draw upon those real situations, when it's when it's that real, because I think even where you wrote it from was a mm. place of like that's real. Like we can't yeah. even skirt over that. Like you no. met your dad when you were how old? Thirty. Mm. Thirty mm. for the first time. Yeah. That's and all of your family. Yeah. And then you wrote this piece, like, that's it's 30 not a years real in the making. Place. That's yeah. not a real place, bro. That's yeah. 30 years of, like, yeah. 30 years of not knowing this these people yeah. and then yeah. knowing these people and then seeing yourself in these people yeah. Yeah. and then growing to love these people and being in the same country as people that look yeah. like your family that are being killed. Yeah. And it's just the fright of, like, my sister's gone to America and she said yeah. she's got pulled over. And my yeah. cousin who lives there was like, yeah, put your hands on the dashboard, don't move your yeah. hands, don't right. make any sudden movements. Right. Like, yeah. When I was driving from Alabama to Tennessee, and mm. I've done that a couple of times now since I've known them and I've been going over there, every time my dad says to me, and and now I'm, I'm, a, I'm 32, mm. I'm turning 33 this year, and he says to me, here's what you're going to do if you get pulled over. Mm, here's here's because from Alabama to Tennessee you go through like like the woods yeah, and you go through yeah. like countryside yeah, wow. literally you're by, you're by yourself so yeah. for me as a black woman to drive that it's actually it could cost me my life mm. wow. yo and that's that doesn't I mean like okay so like the 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 different or oh, well the spectrum of that is me being on tour right yeah mm. driving through the south mm. Mm. And when you tour in America, like, you could be traveling for, like, two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next of course. Or to the next gig. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you pull over, you're hungry, and your tour manager's saying, okay, so we're going to go and get the food, so what What do you want, Josh? What do you want, Io? Hmm. What, 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 what do, you, do you want all the other black people in the yeah, What do you want, black boys? Wow. Mm. No, 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 just get over me, just go and get what we're getting. No, 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 no. You know that you know the films that you watch. Like you ain't from around here, are you? No, it's not that's, safe. That's a real thing, real Josh. Right. So like, no, you can't come off the bus. I'm mm. like, what? I've been on the bus for 18 hours. Like, mm. let me get off the bus and go get some food. It's a real thing. Mm. Oh, I was I, I was scared for my life when I ha- when I realized I was gonna have to stop for gas once on that journey. Jesus, man! I knew I had to stop for gas. I needed to go to the restroom. And I was in the middle of Tennessee mm. and that it's not like over here when it's like rest stop and you have like all these beautiful like little shops and things like yeah. you pull off the highway mm. and you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Excuse my friend. Yeah. yeah. And it's like this small gas station and there's like nothing, nothing, mm. nothing around you, mm. maybe one car. Mm. And I literally picked up the phone and I called somebody. And I was like, I'm going to be on the phone. I took the phone to the toilet. Dude. <laughs> no, it's real. Yeah. Because I was scared for my life. Mm. That was when Botham Shemdin was killed. Mm. Jesus. And a couple of nights later, I was at my sister's house in Clarksville, Tennessee. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm sleeping in the living room. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. And I hear someone knock at the door. Mm. And so the way the house is made is the front door go straight into the living room. So sure. where I was sleeping yeah. on the on the couch is like right by the front door. So That's I'm the first person to hear moment. like like this. Mm. Like this. Like yo. And I wake up and the last thing I remember is a couple of days before I saw Botham Shenjin get killed in mm. his kitchen. Mm. And you hear that knock mm. at 3 a.m. in the morning. And someone says open up. Mm. Boy, and my heart, first thought in that Jesus. moment was, dear God, 
don't let this be a white person on the other side. Mm. I wasn't even thinking police. I was mm. just thinking, don't let it be white. Right, wow. That's as long crazy. as the person on the other side wasn't white, I could maybe survive this. Mm-hmm. But if they were white, I'm dead. And I remember rolling off the sofa. Like, at, afterwards, I felt pathetic. But I was literally like, well, I can't stand up. Mm. Because if they're going to shoot, mm-hmm. I'm going to be dead. So I rolled off the sofa and I crawled to my sister's and my wife and her wife's room and I woke them up and she, so my sister's wife ended up grabbing a knife Mm. because the the knocking continued and the way, the way it ended up having to be handled was that she had to threaten the person on the other side. Oh, really? And I mean, thank God we're here. But that's the reality. Yeah. And so, and then you under you start understanding the impact of collective trauma. So obviously, a lot of the work that I've been doing recently, mm. um, and for the last few months and maybe the last year, is around, you know, how we as Black people navigate these things, mm. and how things like generational trauma, collective trauma, how they play into each other and mm. collective trauma is defined as a se- as a sequence of events that erodes the sense of safety for a community of people. Mm. And so every time we see someone who looks like us get killed, mm-hmm. the sense of safety of existence, mm. I'm not talking about the sense of safety of, can I have a nice uh, education? And right. a nice, I'm talking the sense of safety of our Existence, Just being alive. Just being alive mm, mm. is being eroded. Mm. So as a black person, as a Luca, mm. Mm. who grows up seeing people killed who look like him on social media, his sense of safety, yeah. his living with essentially what is PTSD, right. wow. is real. Mm. Like it's a mental health yeah, that's crisis a, yeah, that's for black crisis, people if you man. think about it from that perspective. Mm. So when you when you talk about all of that and and you talk about why did we create Young King, mm. it's because the only way we're going to start tackling this, even just even just in the in the in the seed forms, is if we start telling another story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have to start telling a different story, and we have to start telling the truth by any means necessary, mm. because this is actually. A matter of life and death for any black person in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. The reality is, all of these things, what they do, is they feed the beast of white supremacy. Yeah. Because if our communities, if our men, and this is another thing that was really important for me about Young King, and I was saying this to Josh yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a womanist. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm all about being an independent, strong black yeah, woman. Yeah. I can do me. I can... Do my own thing. Mm. I don't need nobody. Like, I'm all about that. Yeah. But I recognize, from my understanding of how community and society works, that if our men, if black men don't heal, Mm. we are not going to heal. Right. It doesn't matter how much work we as black women do to heal. Mm. It's going to be pointless. Mm. So full circle, what do we need to do as a starting point? And it's only a starting p- point because honestly, if you're a black person listening to this and you're not in therapy, yo, 
Call me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I will ha- I will hook you up. Yeah. Black Thrive, Black Minds Matter, all the organizations are yeah. out there. There's sure. free healing spaces. Yep. But we have to start. A starting point is telling stories. Yeah, man. That are true. Yeah. And that paint a picture. Yeah. Sure. Of a better world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what Young King is about. Definitely. Yeah. And that's why. That's why for me, like you know, being, you know, a CEO of, of a brand called Fireball Music. Mm. It was like, listen, man, our first offering has to be what we represent. Mm. And it's not so much like just around being a black thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it's about being mentally, physically, Mm -hmm. spiritually enlightened and aware and uplifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how can I do that for you mm-hmm. as an individual? Mm-hmm. Wherever there is, uh, I don't even know if this is a word, but marginalization. Of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. wherever that is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So to the musician, mm-hmm. to the woman, to mm-hmm. the man, to the black man, to the, you know, like whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. like, yo, like how can we as an organization that yep. has a level of, Status or le- a level of influence mm. that says, "Okay, we're not we're not about that. We're against that, and mm. we're going to do whatever we need to do to right. uplift the individual." Yeah, that then it then passes on and it becomes infectious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. around the place. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, for me, for actually for anyone, a true a true artist, yeah, is a prophet. Absolute. No two ways about it. A, yeah. a, a true artist is a prophet, agree. and the role of a prophet slash artist is yes. to usher in absolute a, a world a narrative a story that doesn't already exist mm. that's amazing right that's amazing deep see this you know that's amazing like that's <laughs> amazing on so many levels call me artist because I'm like that's what comes with no! it no yeah. you got to do that <laughs> go ahead go Genuine. ahead and there's there's no two ways. But I'm not talking about artists who make money. I'm not no, talking about artists no, who don't no, make money. Absolutely, a, a artist. true artist. Yeah. The role is oh, it's subtext profit, and your role is to go to the people and say, "Hey, there is a new world coming." Mm. And wow. and your responsibility Ooh. is to is to bring that story into the real world. That being Adam, did that. you hear that? Hey, that's real. Jess, did you hear that? Listen, <laughs> Josh, did you hear that? Hey. <laughs> So what what I'm interested to know is, as a poet, a writer, an activist, musician, you know, but I'm you know I'm, I'm just drawing on some some yeah. of the loose responsibility as a filmmaker. How or what what do you what what do you do to take on that responsibility and to try and accomplish accomplish that? In in essence. Uh, and another side of it is that these responsibilities only come from the divine mm. because the divine knows we need we need change yeah. absolutely man and we we know we need change so just i mean just off the bat see this is where like i suppose for like musicians artists people that are out in the limelight right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you know um i'm not as big as jay-z but like I feel like if I got into a room with him, we'll be able to see eye to eye because we, on a, on a level mm-hmm. playing field, yeah. I get you and you get me. Yeah. Because there's a level of emotion, mm. yeah, that is put into what we do. Mm. Now, when we get onto the status thing, 
then we have to start dealing with our ego. Mm. Mm. Right? Because you already understand that you are good at what you do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Just being in the basement practicing or just being walking down the street on in Jay-Z's, from Jay-Z's perspective, mm-hmm. walking down the street at the time, you know, he was selling these drugs and doing whatever he was doing. Mm. He speaks very openly about this. Mm. But like, He's spitting these bars and like trying to work it out. Mm. Mm. And he's like, yo, I'm dope at this. Yeah. Mm. So there's a level of like, I understand. Now, when you start to get the accolades mm. and uh, yo, the notoriety of like, yo, you're mm. dope, man. Yeah. All of a sudden, the ego kicks in and is like, mm. yeah. And, and I would say that, you know, from this 444 record and all of that, yeah, I man. think Jay-Z's come to a space and maybe that happened way before we yeah. actually received it. Mm. But Jay's come to a space where he's gone, Yo, yo, yo. The ego mm. has to be put under subjection. Mm. Yeah? Because my responsibility mm. that I have yep. with what I recognise I'm good at, because we already recognised we're good, we were good at it, mm-hmm. we're just now trying to show other people that, yo, I'm good at this. Mm. Yeah? And then because of getting accolades, that our ego got involved. Right? So now it's like, yo, ego, relax. Mm. It's mm. cool. Mm. I got this. Because we now get back onto being responsible right. yeah. mm. with what we have. Now, being grown, grown up in the church, going, this thing is not something that can be contained. Mm. So four walls mm. don't Mm-mm. matter anymore. No. The creativity that I believe that mm. God the Father has given, yeah, is something that is not contained within four walls. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so that being said, yeah, I feel like it's like, oh man... It's about bringing the ego really under subjection and, and really starting to understand that. So I don't know if I've answered the question. Of course you have, yeah. In, in the, but that's the yeah. way I see it. And, yeah. and that, that there mm. is super duper scary. Mm. It's so scary, man. There was a quote that um, I heard before and I quote all the time. Mm. I even sent it to Jess actually after you watch mm. Black is King. Yeah. It's by Oprah Winfrey and she says like, art is prayer. Mm. Wow. And so everything that I make is something that would be the equivalent of somebody praying about. And mm. the way that we view prayer at the moment is like, oh God, please can you do this? Right. Mm. Right. And so everything that I make, including Young King, is an act of prayer. Mm. Right. Mm. It's an act of faith. Mm. Yeah. But then also within the Bible, I grew up in the church also, it's like faith without works is dead. Whoa. Mm. So if I'm making a film about this, I also need to be prepared to do something in the real world about mm. this Listen. as well. Yeah. Mm. So for it, like something very, very, very particular about Young King as well, which is like, it's, it's interactive, but it's not interactive. I don't know if anyone's actually clocked it, but it's like um, the very last Young King I see that just says, mm. it happens on like a black screen, <laughs> yeah. which is like very important because the way yeah. that we view things is through our computers, yeah. through our phones and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so for me, thinking of the young black boy watching this, his screen fades to black and he Jeez, sees himself yep. and just says young king I see you and Yo, it over his face and he sees it in the iPhone bro he's yeah. like yo yeah. and he sees it and that's the that's the moment where 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 you you transition from prayer to mm. actually doing real works and that's it work. right mm-hmm. and that, that that that's something that personalizes yeah. personalizes it to the person so yeah. for me everything that I make in terms of being a prophet it's like mm. it's not just like oh, I've heard this and this is coming. This is actually, I want, this is what's going to happen and I'm going to usher it in. Mm. Not only by 
asking for it to happen or by making something about it. Of course. You're ushering it in. Other than that, I'm going to make sure that it happens by the works that I do. I think it is a responsibility that I have run away from for a long time. I was like, oh no, I'm the producer and I'm the, you know, let me do this, let Mm. me do that. And I got good at lots of different things. Mm. But it's interesting to me that the thing that is coming back now is actually you have been given words Mm -hmm. that shape a reality. Mm -hmm. So when I think about it, though, the reality also is, and this is to come back to your question, is that the only reason the words I write or speak now have the impact they do is because of the experiences I've had over the last 11 years. Mm -hmm. Had I taken what this person said 11 years ago and gone, okay, Mm. my words have power. (laughs) So now I'm just going to walk around and speak lots of random things. It will have no effect. Empty. Dead. So I've come to the place now where I believe that along the lines of what both Edmund just said is that there has to be a pairing of experience mm. and knowledge. Yeah. It has to be both. And it has to be authentic. I think people know when you bullshit them. Mm-hmm. We live in a time where there's so much bullshit. Mm. And as an artist who is a true artist yeah. or wants to be a true artist and a prophet potentially the first time in my life that I'm a Yeah, that you've acknowledged it like that like, on a real so I like I can't go back now. Yo. Damn it. I do believe that in order to be that mm. I have to live authentically. Yeah. And so to your question, what do we do to take on that responsibility? How do we navigate it? I think we have to heal. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we have to do the work of being our authentic selves. Yeah. And that is scary work. Mm. Yeah. Because my authentic self doesn't fit mm. in the box yeah. that people have put around me, that mm. I've put around myself. My authentic self doesn't tick boxes. Yeah. My authentic self is uh, messy and mm-hmm. um, swears and prays to Mother God instead of Father God and you know whatever those things are. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is there's going to be things that you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm that are going to make the the art that you create authentic. Yeah, of course. Things you're going to have to experience. Yeah. And you have a responsibility to heal yourself, to be your authentic self, mm. so that you can then go ahead and create things that have an impact on the world and, yeah. if we do it well, shape a better future. Well, friends, Josh, Adam, yeah, man. Jess, that was incredible. Everyone's social media details... Um, where we can connect with them, where you can find them, see their work. It will all be in the show notes and, and episode notes. Specifically, the single Young King and mm-hmm. the film. Yeah. Um, please go and engage with it, watch it, sit with it, listen to it more than once. Mm-hmm. You've got a bit of an insight on, on what it means, so give it a listen um, in context of everything that you've heard. And um, yeah, thank you for listening again to the Third Way Podcast. Mm-hmm.